in the middle. She was a fair, sweet dumpling of a girl, with thick pigtails of light brown hair and short-sighted blue eyes which seemed to hold tears just ready to fall from under the blue. Clover was sunny and sweet-tempered, a little indolent, and very modest about herself, though in fact she was particularly clever in all sorts of games and extremely funny in a quiet way. Everybody loved her, and she loved everybody, especially Katie, whom she looked up to as one of the wisest people in the world. Little Phil sat next on the roof to Clover, and she held him tight with her arm. Then came Elsie, a thin, brown child of eight, with beautiful dark eyes and crisp short curls covering the whole of her small head. Poor little Elsie was the odd one among the cars. She didn't seem to belong exactly to either the older or the younger children. The great desire and ambition of her heart was to be allowed to go about with Katie and Clover and Cece Hall and to know their secrets. But they didn't want Elsie and used to tell her to run away and play with the children, which hurt her feelings very much. When she wouldn't run away, they ran away from her, which, as their legs were longest, it was easy to do. Poor Elsie, left behind, would cry bitter tears, and as she was too proud to play much with Dory and John, her principal comfort was tracking the older ones about and discovering their mysteries. Poor little Elsie. Katie, who had the finest plans in the world for being heroic and of use, never saw, as she drifted on her heedless way, that here, in this lonely little sister, was the very chance she wanted for being a comfort to somebody who needed comfort very much. Dory and Joanna sat on the two ends of the ridgepole. Dory was six years old, a pale, pudgy boy with rather a solemn face. Joanna, whom the children called John, and Johnny, was a year younger than Dory, she had big, brave eyes and a wide, rosy mouth, which always looked ready to laugh. These two were great friends. And now, as they all sat there chattering and giggling, the window above opened and Katie's head appeared. In her hand, she held a heap of stockings, which she waved triumphantly. Hooray! she cried. All done! And Aunt Izzy says we may go. Hurry up, Clover, and get the things. Cece and I will be down in a minute. The children jumped up gladly and slid down the roof. Clover fetched a couple of baskets from the woodshed. Elsie ran for her kitten. Dory and John loaded themselves with two great faggots of green boughs. Just as they were ready, the side door banged, and Katie and Cece Hall came into the yard. Cece was a great friend of the children's and lived in a house next door. Cece spent two-thirds of her time at Dr. Carr's and was exactly like one of the family. She was a neat, pink-and-white girl, modest and prim in manner, with light, shiny hair, which always kept smooth, and slim hands, which never looked dirty. How different from Katie! Katie's hair was forever in a snarl, and in spite of her age, she was as heedless and innocent as a child of six. Katie was the longest girl that was ever seen. What she did to make herself grow so nobody could tell, but there she was, 
up above Papa's ear and half a head taller than poor Aunt Izzy. Whenever she stopped to think about her height, she became very awkward and felt as if she were all legs and elbows and angles and joints. Happily, her head was so full of other things, of plans and schemes and fancies of all sorts that she didn't often take time to remember how tall she was. She was a dear, loving child for all her careless habits and made bushels of good resolutions every week of her life, only, unluckily, she never kept any of them. She was fond of dreaming of the time when something she had done would make her famous. The place to which the children were going was a sort of marshy thicket at the bottom of a field near the house. It wasn't a big thicket, but it looked big because the trees and bushes grew so closely that you could not see just where it ended. In the winter, the ground was damp and boggy so that nobody went there, excepting cows who didn't mind getting their feet wet. But in summer...